Hello, everybody. This is the Connecticut Show. This is Travis Poppleton. And this is his comrade, Terrence Abney. Each week, like every week we come in, we take a new look at New England. We talk about the things that are happening here. Uh, if you're coming here for the first time, if you're a transplant, if you're if you're visiting, we want to talk about what is going on here. Mostly, okay, and we need to be honest, Terrence, most of the time it's Connecticut, but we branch out. We branch out yeah, a little bit. We try to stay true to the show's namesake sometimes. We do. Most We're of the time. A little partial, both of us being from here. Plus, we don't go many places yet, as of yet, because I don't know. Why don't we? We do. We do. We're going to talk about Maine. We're going to talk about, uh, I feel like you left. Didn't you leave this last week? No. I've been here. Oh. Did I go? In my heart. You yeah. went somewhere. That's true. That is very true, people, because in Travis's heart, he did actually leave me. He, had, he hasn't been turning, <laughs> returning texts. He hasn't Probably been returning not. calls. We're coming but, back to um, school, which means, and I... Uh, that we're, we're kind of, we're kind of in a limbo here because we did an episode that we didn't air. And so there's like this floating purgatory episode, but really it's very possible that this is the first episode people are hearing from season three. And there's a couple confusing things that are happening. Like what is a season? Uh, why do you leave at times? And before we get to that, thank you, Bonbon Vivant for leading us in with your intro music. And, uh, it is a hard time living when you're dead. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and and Sunday Sunday radio listeners, welcome. Hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, for those of you on the podcast, we have a few few exciting messages coming uh, if you pick us up on any of the major streaming services. Yeah, and check check the website also so you can see the picture of the train that Travis wants to get on to go up to Mount Washington. <laughs> that which, was, yeah. by the way, let's just jump on this right now. Yeah, I am not getting on that train. First, the train looks like a toy train. It does not look safe. It. Unless they tell me that was just a prop, because it looks like a prop going up mountains. Well, I'm interested in hearing your take, though, because you seem ready to hop on anything, some death trap. I, I'm, it's gone up and down several times. I just think playing <laughs> the odds. So uh, if you don't know, we have an Insta account where we very occasionally post something. We also have the website, uh, connecticut.show. If you want to hit us up anywhere, uh, info at connecticut.show is where you would do that. We have a blog there with all of the best intentions where we should have posted this picture of the train. We did not. We might one day. But on the Insta account, we set a story uh, because Terrence sent me a text. And on that text was a picture of the train going up Mount Washington. If this is the first time you're listening to This is before his heart left me. This was before This last was week. before. If this is the first time you're listening to the Connecticut Dot Show. I don't know if that's our name. If you're listening to the Connecticut show for the first time, uh, Terrence has a fear of Mount Washington. Eventually, we have to do a show up Mount Wait, Washington. Fear, fear is a strong word. Fear is not a strong word. He was invited with some friends to go hike it one day, and he read something about it getting cold, and he would need a sweater, and he was like, I am out. That's no, that, way that, too Is that much. what I said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, when you put it that way, maybe it is just an irrational fear. Just an irrational fear. So I said, look, we don't even have to hike it. We could just, there's a train. There is a train that just takes you up. It couldn't be any safer. I get a text from Terrence this last week. <laughs> it could be a lot more safer, actually. Uh, maybe an elevator or something, but get a text. It is a, it's a beautiful little train. It looks so, it looks quaint. It looks quaint. It looks charming. It's got, uh, it, it does have a toy quality to it. I'll give you that. But what's interesting about the picture is the engine, not the engine, like traditionally you have like the, 
I don't know much about trains, but whatever the lead car is, that's in back. <laughs> and it's clearly pushing the rest of the train up, which is unusual. Or 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 it's falling backwards. <laughs> that would be that's what it looks like to me. But even if that were the case, something intentional happened because the cars are on the on the front part of the of the train. So Terrence sends this to me. I I don't in, immediately understand if he's saying this does not look safe or if he's saying that looks charming. Doesn't that look fun? I don't know. And then the follow up text uh, helped me realize that Terrence not only does not want to go hiking if he has to bring a sweater. But if there is a train that takes you up where there's some uh, tomfoolery with the configuration, he also does not want to take that train. That's what we learned. That's what we learned this week. I'm going to let Travis slide because he's exaggerating a little bit of mm. why I won't go up the mountain. That sounds pretty accurate. Fear is a strong word. That's, that's how my brain's working right now. I don't mind wearing a sweater. <laughs> so, all right. But hey. To, to give you some credibility here. Uh, I did talk to someone. We keep meaning to get her on the show. Scheduling's tough. And the reason scheduling's tough on the show is because we pre-record. And, and we, people flake on us. People do flake on us. But like we pre-record based on our mood. Like it's a Tuesday night and I'm like, hey, Terrence, you want to record tonight? And you're like, eh. Or uh, you call me on a Thursday and you're like, we're recording tonight? And I'm like, well, you know, my shoes are untied. And that's Are we that's supposed to record tonight? That's often the answer we give. <laughs> are we supposed to record tonight? That is almost always the first reply. <laughs> Did I tell you that we were going to record today? <laughs> right. I don't want to be flaky here. So if I said so, then yes. Uh, but if not, then then no. There's then so many. My obstacles. favorite is, Terrence, where you at? Huh? <laughs> we still recording? I'm in Manchester. <laughs> that does happen as well. Uh, th- not even Manchester. I'm in Atlanta. I forgot to tell you I'm traveling this week, and and that happens all the time. So shout um, out ATO. So we do have someone. We do have someone from Mount Washington who does know quite a bit. She has said it is dangerous. That that some people have died in the course of its ten thousand year life. I don't know how long the mountains. Been oh there. wow! Now he wants to throw years in here. But but someone has passed away at some time. Uh, there, I I think she did say, as far as like recreational mountains. We're not talking Everest. We're talking recreational mountains. That it probably has a high, a higher death toll, for like the the less dramatic mountains but it goes up quite a bit right like the temperature from the top to bottom is different terrence has a phone out and he is just he's just waiting for me to stop talking so he could like yeah i'm no but i'm laughing i'm looking at travis because i'm looking at him like you see how his tone is changing like first (laughs) first i'm totally exaggerating you just need a little sweater and now all of a sudden his scientist friend Friend. I don't is, know. I don't know why you air quote on on radio, but go ahead. Yeah, because I, I, I like it. Because I All know right. we always gonna bring it back around to say what we did. It's more air, fun that way. Air quoting. Uh, but, what were you air quoting? Scientists? Is that yeah, your scientist okay, go friend. Ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think he googled it, and that's why he doesn't want to go up there now. Also, but anyway, he, you you your tone has just changed completely. Like first I was exaggerating, now you're saying this is the most dangerous recreational mountain to climb in the world. Do you hear the word recreational though? Like it's like the most dangerous duck pond. When you say it like that, sure, someone has died at a duck pond at some point in their life. But that and and that would make it the most dangerous duck pond. But it is still a recreational mountain. I don't know what a duck pond is. Just to be clear about that first. Second, if people die at duck ponds and we're going to the most dangerous one, Travis, you're absolutely right. Let's go to the less dangerous duck pond. Why are we going to go to the one that people get killed at the most? Why are we going to go to the one where the ducks have guns? 
I'm going to tell you why. Here's the reason why. Because one of our first episodes, you have this entire story about Mount Washington. If you had an entire story about the the slightly less dangerous recreational mountain, we would have we would have already gone, right? Like we're we're all in on this because you wouldn't go hiking with your friends. And then you keep saying we. You're right. Me and you are pretty close, and we are all in on a lot of things. Uh-huh. Why do you keep saying we're all in? Are you talking about you and the and the listeners? all in or you and me i don't know give me some context i said it like 30 seconds ago my brain's already what what was the what was the line i said it it sounded like you said we're all in on going up the mountain because i told that story i feel like we yeah we could be me and the it i would have to go back to be you and the listeners me and the listeners are all in on sending you up mount washington i'm looking at this text (laughs) now i'm clearly yeah there's no way i'm getting on that train at mount washington all right Oh man, this cracked me up. Yeah, that sounds it's a like toy me. train, man. Not safe <laughs> looking enough. That sounds like you. Uh, <laughs> then I text in the winter. Mount Washington experiences sub-zero temperatures, hurricane-force winds, snow and ice that essentially turn the peak into an Arctic outpost in temperate climate zone. In fact, winter conditions at the summit can rival those of Mount Everest. And you know what Travis asked me after that? What, what Will you that? seriously not go? Yeah, no, <laughs> after, I'm, I'm still like, I mean, you know how you know how like some parks close for the winter. I'm not asking you to go during those times when the when the park closes. I'm not saying let's go hop the fence and and you know after the ducks turn into vampires, let's not go then. Let's go when it's safe and everyone uh, goes and enjoys Mount Washington. You know what? Why not? Let's go to this duck pond where they're apparently biting humans and let's go up mount washington on a train that looks like a toy that i'm not even sure the train exists because the, the picture is so <laughs> we'll we'll repost it on another note uh you did get through with the yard goats we're now totally in hey uh we're gonna get some press passes we are gonna go down we can interview some players i think that's pretty cool uh we cannot record from the game though. There's like no space for us actually to record. The um, experience then is one that I think, you know, any listener feedback would be great. If we're going to talk with the Yard Goat group, who should we talk to? What do you want to know about our local team? Phenomenal team. Easily the coolest logo of any minor league baseball team. We get some Agreed. we get some flack for the uh, for the name, but you're wrong. Yard Goats is a darn cool name best logo ever best logo ever especially during um when they're celebrating brazil or any of their dia de los muertos celebrations those they have a roberto clemente night pretty soon and they're gonna have your favorite logo we gotta go but wait what is the night that um we have we have a 29th or 30th we gotta decide 29th or 30th okay but shout out to jeff dooley for what a guy Working, working with us and being patient and letting us know that we can get a pass. So we're really looking forward to it. One of our favorite pastimes to do during the summer. And we'll we'll hit y'all with it. We'll be live. We will be live. We'll be live, but the show will likely be recorded. It, we will be live. Yes. The show, yeah. No, you can't call in. Right. Yeah. You could call us, but it'll be on our cell phone and you wouldn't be live. These are all true statements. You think they're following us, Willie? 
I'm I'm not entirely following. I can only imagine most people are lost listening to if this. You, you have to be on an elevated level to catch these jokes sometimes. But this is not a comedy show. This is about the real and the new, new things in the new England. The new England. Uh, Suns as well. Uh, the Suns, that's a little more casual. It does seem like there's a whole space when the press goes there. So we might be able to record live from, from a Suns game. So this week, Terrence, this episode, we are back on campus for the first time where there's actually students. Um, we're, we're in the station and there's life here again. And it made you think, hey, we should talk about schools. Also, this last week, I was sending uh, some of my daughters back to their respective universities. And we did this last little tour up uh, the coast of New England, all the way up to Maine. And we saw the the beautiful trolls of the botanical look very garden. Happy, by the way, did you? Did we send you pictures? We did. Yes, yes and y'all sent, we sent you pictures. And y'all look so happy. It was a pleasure to see how y'all were bonding on the trip and really just taking these pictures of showing y'all excitement. I have no idea what pictures I sent you. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, this could go either way. Um, you all should right. post it because I really want people to see that sm- those smiles. All right, all and right. I say this because the smiles are so typical of when Travis talks about his family. Yeah, and we, Tra- they're not emotionless, and his family is very kind and very nice. We're not smilers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. We are so, not the kind of people that beam or do three, two, one cheese. And true. then, and so it, it reminded me when I go in your house, like I just think, like. The pictures that y'all take, nobody's really smiling. There's a picture of, I think it's Abby when she's younger. She's actually smiling, but she's looking down, which takes away from seeing. Really? Her, her Did I? I'll have to it's, look. It's the one in the living room. Oh, right. So it's right. a smile no, it's, in there. Yeah, okay. It's a beautiful picture, but yeah. she's looking down like, I'm going to smile, but I can't let them see the full face, so I have to look down. So the picture you sent me, I just... You were like, great time. And I'm like, yeah, I can I can really tell. Yeah. Because y'all are smiling like this. It, that, like, that's Mona true. Lisa. They're very Mona Lisa family. Beautiful family. We do. You're always going to wonder what's going on behind our crooked smile. But we're never going to give you the full smile. We have to really like you to give a, go, give a full smile. And like when Terrence comes over, I think you get full smiles. Your family. We love your family. Anyone else? Any other neighbor? Or like uh if you're lucky, if you're lucky, we're going to give you the Mona Lisa smile. Does that sound yeah, about accurate? I, I, I feel very special. Do we want to start with um, the Botanical Gardens of Maine, or do we want to start with this whole kind of energy that's happening here with with the... I want to hear about the trolls. Okay. that that's That's what I came here for. That's what you came here for. So if you are going to visit Maine and you start looking up things to do in Maine, places to see in Maine. I think the first thing you have to understand is Maine is big and Maine is wild. That's, yeah. Terrence just flashed the picture over at me. Um, It's like, so we've had this conversation before where if you start in Connecticut and you drive up through Maine and at some point you said, hey, where's my house? You might be like, oh, we gotta be close, right? Because it all looks the same. Right. It is all very foresty. It's all very bucolic, very woodsy. Um, 
but Maine, I will say Maine has like an added wildness to it. You still could say, uh, I feel like I'm close to home, but at the same time, a grizzly bear may come out at any minute, right? I don't really feel like that in my backyard. Maybe a black bear, but like it's just a little scarier in Maine. Would you say that's true? And I'm not talking like the rich uh, old money port towns, which are really fun to go to. I'm talking like when you start getting into mid-Maine, that's just a wilder place. Does that sound accurate? Because this is very, I've been to Maine twice in any real kind of way. Um, and I felt like mid-Maine was just a little a little more out there. Yeah, I would agree. Anybody I met from there actually says the same thing. Do they really? Yeah. It is, it is you expect people to have flannels on, driving Subarus, maybe having an ax swung over their shoulder. It is, uh, it's the kind of place where you breathe in, the air is beautiful, right? Like you feel like, oh, I'm healthier because I'm breathing here. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, beautiful trees. Except during the Canadian fire. Except, <laughs> except during they're, Canadian they're, they're fire. They're a lot closer to Canada. They are, but didn't it, didn't, not to get into this, but didn't it like kind of go around? I feel like the air kind of brought it down to Jersey and Ain't New York a, more than it hit us. Wouldn't there be something else? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, if you go up the coast though, if you don't go up central Maine, then there's money, right? So we're driving up and we're going to um, Booth Bay, I think is what it's called. That's where the where the trolls are, which we'll talk about in one second. And we just pull off and there's a little town called York. It's like right when we hit Maine. And it's a little town called York. And I'm thinking, I've never heard of York. Every time I looked at like the 10 best things to do in Maine, York's never come up. So we pull off and I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty chill little place. And it's like um, when you see those movies about rich kids on their summer vacation, mm-hmm. it's that. So right <laughs> there on the beach, there's like one of those big fun arcades that I think is called like Funorama or something. And there's all the all the lights and the uh, the. You know, is arcade there a board, games. Is there a boardwalk also like yeah, there? exactly. As you go in deeper, like everything is just, it's just pristine, but also old, right? Like just right. so well kept. There are these kids who are clearly there for the summer, going through with like their scooters and stuff, having that movie summer. And I just thought, I thought, I bet they complain that they have to come here. <laughs> oh, I gotta go do that summer in Maine at our beach house. You know, like you could just tell. <laughs> just they just tell. didn't didn't appreciate it, right? <laughs> they had no idea what they had. Um, and so we go and get some Thai food, which to me is like traditionally a a reasonably priced food, and it's probably the most expensive meal because it's there. Right. That said, it was a really it was darn good Thai food. Thai food on the boardwalk in in York, York Maine. Yeah. The port towns of Maine are just stunning. They're so beautiful. They're so, there's a, there's a vibe, there's a a tradition. And, and if you just throw a dart at one, I think you're going to be okay. It'd be hard to mess up a port town of Maine. The garden. So we go up to Lewiston, which is a little more inland. We have a little place that we stay there on the last day. We're like, okay, we're gonna hit the gardens. So that's how you know the stuff about the kids, because every every summer when you take your kids there, they're like, we hate being here for the summer at your house. 
in Maine that I've just <laughs> realized that he had. But keep going. I don't. I don't have a house in Maine. That's what it sounded like you just okay, said. Okay, to be very clear, we got an Airbnb and we got the cheapest Airbnb because we're, you know. It was a cool Airbnb though, but no, there's a reason we were inland because we couldn't afford we couldn't <laughs> afford the port towns. So we went inland and then we kind of zigzagged back out, right? That's Travis how we has an inland beach house in Maine. That's yeah, no such thing. I guess if there's like a lake or something, which was not where we were at. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Good to tell you a story. We, I tell the girls who, if you knew my girls, they don't wake up before like two o'clock on a summer, like they're vampires. And I was like, we're going early because these are world recognized attractions. Right. We're not gonna be the only ones going. Not to mention it's out on an island. So we have to take you know a one-way kind of bridge road out to this island to get to Maine's botanical gardens. And if you've been to any botanical garden, same thing. And they're cool. They're all cool. Um, there's some really neat things about this one. The bridges are beautiful. The uh, the layout is spectacular. They have the most adorable children's section. It's a really great botanical garden with or without the trolls. Would I have gone there without the trolls? Absolutely not. So I tell the girls, we're waking up at like 6. And we're going to get there. Uh, we're going to leave at like 7. We're going to be there by goodness knows what. Right at opening. And they're giving me the business. You know, they're not having this. When we get there, we are one of two cars in the entire parking lot, and they will not stop about giving me guff, right? <laughs> of course. So we go in. We walk across the bridge. We start finding the trolls, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And, and we're just taking pictures. You know, it's really nice. It's quiet. It's beautiful. I'm getting some grief, but I don't care because I would right. rather have the gardens to myself. But what they do at the gardens is they stack it. So every 30 minutes, another group comes in. Mm -hmm. And by the time we left, it was so, so overly crowded. The trolls that we were just nicely taking pictures of, there's like 100, 150 people around it. And they're not like lining up to take their own pictures. It's just this like mob. Oh, the apologies, Terrence. It was so good. It felt so good to be right. So hey, can we? I need to applaud <laughs> that right now. It was one of the yes, few moments yes. where where I was like, "Yeah, the dad called it right." This is what I was talking about. Yeah, I love it. So there's a guy by the name of Thomas Dambo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but yeah. you just pointed at me like you know it. What do you got? Yeah, nothing. I just wanted to point. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Dambo is a is a world famous artist. He is known for using recyclable, renewable. Uh, materials when he creates his art and he is definitely most famous for these giant trolls that he's putting around the world they're all over the world uh the states china denmark where he's from and people are sorry people are obsessed with these trolls and rightfully so they're adorable they're dope yeah they're pretty the pictures cool. are great yeah and we'd never seen them we'd heard about them um, they came up on like the things that you have to do when you're in Maine. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that they don't disappoint at all. Um, they come with like, they all have their own stories. They all have their own folklore and people really get into them. And if you're, if you're hitting Maine, this is the midpoint. You're just midpoint up the coast. You're halfway up to Canada, right? Mm -hmm. It's a really great place to stop. Beautiful island. I would say if you're going on a weekend, you want to get there first. And then I'll also say like on the way out, 
uh, Ella was like, hey, I want to hit this restaurant on the way out. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And it was like six miles away. Um, and it was like 35 minutes. And I was like, that can't be right. But it was right. Because getting off that island, that was that was, that was was no good. Like that was something that uh, one lane out and it was just, those, yeah. it was just bad. So a little hard getting in and out, get there early. And, uh, and otherwise, if you're, if you're ticking off, if you're going around the world, looking at all these trolls, I will say Maine has five of them, which is also pretty rare. I think like in Breckenridge, Colorado, there's just one. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, mean, I imagine it's a beautiful one. But Maine is kind of unique where there are five of these on display. So you can you could check five of your boxes off at the same time. There yeah. you go. And I agree. The pitch, the pictures are great. And I'd never never heard of them before until you said when you sent me the text saying you're going to see trolls, I had no idea what you were talking about. You were like, I'm just going to see some trolls in Maine. And I'm like, <laughs> is he going to beat up somebody that was trolling him on TikTok? Or yeah. <laughs> you know, Father taking care of some business. <laughs> Right. We've just been getting Somebody, trolled. Somebody's messing with my daughters. We're going up there to handle some business. I didn't, but uh, the, the comments it, we've been getting on Connecticut Show's Insta account are mm. out of control. We're going up to Maine to settle some business there. Um, <laughs> no, but these, you know, the trolls are like a hundred feet tall. Some of them, and they're um, they're playful and they're fun and they're really cool. And if you're coming up, I would say it's a good place to stop. Yeah. There you go. Awesome, awesome. It's our recommendation for the episode. Maine is. Again, really interesting state. Did you know the largest Sudanese population in the U.S. is in Maine? I did not know this. They have like 2,000, I think, mostly in Portland or around Portland area. Um, Refugees who flee the um, Sudan Civil War, Sudan conflict. So I had no idea. No, that's fantastic. very, Very large population there. So you have a lot of Sudanese Americans who are... Sudanese Americans who were in Maine and, you know, living their life. Because, and the surprising thing is, of course, for me, if I go to Maine, you know, you think Maine is typically, no, I just described perhaps them. not as diverse. Yeah, no, they all look like Paul Bunyan. Every <laughs> right. one of them, every one of them look like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> and. And then so you're, then you're in somebody. Where are you from? From the Sudan originally. You yeah. Really? And the, and you might see. Quite a few people, so I just think yeah, that's always been interesting when I moved up here and learned that. One place we stopped was Wells, and the reason we stopped there was mm. when Velda was on the show. That's where we went, yeah. Yeah, she said one place I like. She she didn't necessarily love New England, if you go back and listen to that episode. Um, but I remember her saying specifically, oh, I like Wells. So we went and stopped Wells by. Wells and Kennebunk, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. Okay, so, so Kennebunk Port has been recommended us to us a few times. Yeah. Did she say that on the show? Of course she did. She said everything else. <laughs> yeah, she she may have. I don't know. But I do remember her saying Wells because it was one syllable. That was way easier for mm. me to remember. Uh, and that was a cute little town. So uh, spot on. Good, good recommendation from um, Velda. She should come back on the show sometime. I think one of the things I always want to point out is I think it's amazing, kind of usually cute little towns. You have to come up here and see what we mean by that. Right. Of All these towns are just quaint, cute little towns in New England, and there are so many in each New England state. And I imagine maybe when you get to 
upstate New York. Maybe there are other places that mock that. Right. Or that are the same, but it just it seems like it's just so unique to New England of these of these towns that also have the centers. So there's like here, there's Mansfield and there's Mansfield Center and, and, and there's a the center is like some type of downtown like spot, whatever, and it it's amazing and you know, pick whatever movie that you've seen that was in a New England place and think about the town and that town is there's several of those towns in each New England state. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it is a charming, a charming place. It's got its it's got its uh you know, speed bumps, obstacles. Yeah. Um, but no one's gonna no one's gonna take away its charisma or its uh its charming energy for sure. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's Maine. That's Maine, Terrence. Maine was good. I'm glad y'all got out there. Yeah, no, and it stuff. was it was fun. It was great to see them off. You've been traveling a lot though. I have. You've been going some places and not telling me. That's almost definitely true. I've invited you to a few places. Uh, we went down to uh, let's two to be exact. Let's be exact here. But we went down to um, the Hartford campus of UConn. We visited yes. uh, where I got my hug from a super fan. Super fan gave. Terrence a hug, and and we ended up at one of the best barbecue places, I would say, in the state of Connecticut. Would you agree? Was that good barbecue? You know what? I like the fried rib. Pretty good. Yes. they Not healthy, but pretty good. And I don't even eat pork <laughs> like that. So, but. so we're at a UCOD game. We're at a football game one day. And um, it's it's smoke. Uh, goodness, what is it? It's bear, bear house? What is it? It's yellow and black. Something, <laughs> whatever they are, we really like them when we see them. And occasionally they'll send like a food truck down to the Yukon games. Yes. And, um, and, but they only have like three dishes. So Terrence and I go and I order like the mac and pulled pork, mm-hmm. which is so good. So, so good. And Terrence is talking about my cholesterol the whole time. He's talking about my life expectancy. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. I probably shouldn't be eating this. So then when we go, back ourselves to Hartford, what does Terrence order? Now we have the full menu. The now there's yeah. everything that he can get, and he gets the the pulled pork mac and cheese. And um, the pork might have been brisket. Was it brisket mac? Either way, I'm sure it wasn't good for my health. So good for everything else, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was, uh, we went to the- Yeah, I, d- I did leave a happy person, but- Yeah. Yeah, that's we, it's- We it. had to walk around afterwards. Um, and, and when walking around, we went to the, uh, so the campus itself has taken over an old newspaper. Yes. The, the press, what is that called? Do you Hartford know? Press, wasn't it? Quite simple. I was, yeah. I was so close. Has, it, on the back of the steps, it had all these presidents who have spoken there for their campaigns. Kennedy was one. And what's the good? I am not a crook. He's Nixon. One. Nixon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I forgot his name. Uh, I think. People probably know him better by "I am not a crook" than uh, than by Nixon. So with that, you you gave me kind of the tour, and it's it's interesting to see the campus there because we're so used to the campus here out in in stores. Um, where would you recommend if someone was looking at UConn for their school? And I think this will be a good tie-in to to kind of the, the back half of the show where we're talking about. Um, 
coming back to school, some of the best schools in New England, some of the best, we're going to change it up. We talk about universities a lot. We're also going to talk about elementary schools. If you're looking to move here and you're wondering like, where's where's my kid going to get the best public education? We're going to talk a little bit we about that. We have a that. list. We have a list. Indeed. So you're asking, where would I suggest? But no, on, on UConn specifically, where where is someone going to get the most authentic Yukonian experience? Would you recommend them go into Hartford or would you recommend them come out here to stores? Well, so the other campuses for UConn are, there are what, what some people would call satellite campuses. Um, and that's the best way, best way to say it. But, you know, it really depends on the experience that you want. Um, for example, if, if you, if you wanted to go to a smaller campus before you came to the stores campus, which, I, which is the, Landmark campus, or we would want to. You want to you want to go to Hartford, or you want to go to Stanford or Waterbury because those are smaller campuses. You can get there. You still have the UConn education, but you get a chance to do that in a smaller and almost, I would almost say a more controlled environment versus coming here and having all your classes to where you're jumping in to a a class with 200 people in your biology, your first year biology class. But again, it really depends. A lot of people do bridge here. They call it bridging. They'll bridge here from like the Hartford campus to here. And, you know, after the first semester or, or they stay there for two years, that's usually the move. They'll come here and then do the rest of their time here at UConn. But um, if, you, if you're in the marine biology, maybe you want to check out Avery Point. Because you might be out there a good bit. Avery Point is our campus, and it's like on the coast, so beautiful campus. Um, people who go there actually love it, from what I from what I hear. Uh, but can you transfer there at any point? Like, can you just do one semester there and then come and do one semester here? Well, I don't see why not. <laughs> okay, I I've, think most people most people though do the do their years at the other campuses and then come here. But again, I think it really is depending on your experience and what you want. Um, you know, I think those campuses tend to be perhaps a little bit cheaper, and most of those are commuter campuses except Stanford. Stanford actually does have, have housing there. I would say Stanford's the more appealing one because of that, because they have housing. And, of course, the city is not far from Stanford. So a lot of people go there, and you're less than an hour train ride to New York City. Right, 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 right. So that part is appealing, especially if you have a co-op or something and you're trying to get some work in and you want to, or Hey, if you just like going to the city on the weekend, it, that part is very attractive. I think. Yeah. Cause that's a train ride. That's what? 10 bucks, 10 right. bucks in. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a goodness. Having, having driven into the city many times in the last six months, I could tell you the train is the preferred way to get in and out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's um. I think UConn should play that up a bit more. I think they should market that a bit more. Cause if you could be out on the coast, on the, you know, on the water one semester, then have access to the city next semester and then come back to like UConn proper. That's really a, a mm -hmm. high selling point. I, I think they should talk more about that. We got to get you an admissions. Let me hook you up with somebody. See hook, hook me up with marketing. I'll come, <laughs> I'll come fix some things. We'll see what we can do. But if you're not coming to UConn, you got a, a wee child and you're moving to Connecticut. No, not to Connecticut, anywhere in New England. 
we were looking up best elementary schools. Absolutely. By we, I mean you were looking up best elementary schools. Tell us what's going on. What's going on in the world? So interestingly enough, I was doing some doing some work and it really just popped in my head. Like, do they have a list for the best schools, like best high schools? Or well, you hear about best high schools, excuse me. But like, do they have a list of the best elementary schools, middle schools? So through my friend Ali, I won't say their name, but it starts with a G, ends with an E. They told me a list of the 50 best public elementary schools. That's Google, everybody. Travis looking like, who? He's trying to think of names like Gail. No, Gail doesn't start G A Y L E. So it's Google, not Gail. Google. Google I it was our friend Gabriel. Gave me the list. No, yeah. okay. Not that Gabriel. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. But gave me a list of the 50 best public elementary schools in the U.S. So we checked it out. And cool thing is, if you come to New England, three of the top 10 elementary schools are in New England. You're saying in the U.S. I thought it was in the whole world. Isn't the first one in Germany? So I'll, I'll read that off. Interestingly enough, yes, it is in Germany, which is which almost made me think fake, fake list. But it is. Wait, wait, why? <laughs> why would that be a fake list? Well, same thing you just said, like. But top U.S. elementary schools in the first ones in Germany is like, come oh, on, okay. you're trying to get me. Right. But is it Akam? How you pronounce that? Oh, don't do that to me. Okay. I'm notoriously. I need my daughter here because she, she took German. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she actually went to Germany. So she'd very be nice. very happy. But some of the most overlooked people in the military are children who travel with their military parents from base to base. Even if it's in a foreign country. That's how it's U.S. The Department of Defense understands the special challenges that children in these circumstances face and provide education on the base where local schools are not available. And this school currently has 250 elementary kids that attend that attend in this elementary school on the the Westbaden Air Base. Okay, we're talking about Germany right now, though, right? That's the, that's the school. No so that's cares. why. No one cares. No one's sending their kids to Germany. So... Just wanted to let y'all know, if you are in Germany and you want to go to a great school. And you're in the military. that Probably that, too. There are a few qualifiers on that one. But, like, if you're coming to New England. <laughs> yes, if you're coming to New England, not the best school, but coming in at number two. Number two Our is neighbor yeah. in Newton Center, Massachusetts. Mason Rice Elementary, number two. What makes, like, is was there a, a overview on... What was the criteria for saying this school is better than that school? What was the criteria that they used to filter out the many, and uh, God, how many elementary schools would there be in the U.S.? I'm asking good questions, Terrence. Yeah, yeah. So they paid special attention to um, aspects of the school that they believe would create effective environments that were not solely concerned with academics, but they paid attention to variety, innovation fund, and parental and community involvement. That last one is very interesting to me because very important, but I don't see the metric of how much that played into that. Into that because the parental and community involvement, I, I think, is really important in the school, right. especially when the school is trying to engage the parents and have them be involved in the school. And really, and encourage the parents to be advocates for their children because that's again, that's how our kids get through. We have to have with their parents, 
on one hand, but also we should be their stronger, strongest advocates in the school, um, in my opinion. No, I don't disagree. To so, go back to the stats, though, there are 90,000 elementary schools in the U.S. So this is the top 50 out of 90,000. And New England has three in the top 10. We have three in the top 10 here. Killing the game. So if you're coming up this way, and I, we have to look up and tell you where Newton Center is because I have no idea, but Newton Center, Massachusetts, Mason Rice Elementary. In addition to managing almost perfect scores in math and reading in all grades, a large percentage of those passing also score high enough to be considered advanced, whatever advanced is, if you're into that type of stuff. I want to tell you right now, everyone, all of your kids are advanced. All our kids are advanced. Don't sell them short. Don't sell them short. Um, Newton, just in case you are wondering, it's like the outskirts. If you're looking at the neighborhoods around Boston and you got to start getting out to like Waterton and then... um, Probably Watertown is how they would say that, but um, it's outside of uh, of Cambridge. So ah. if you would go like Boston, Cambridge, and if you're going out that direction, Cambridge is probably half between Boston and Newton. Got you, got you. Yeah. So, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're, yeah, we're going inland. We're going I'm, away I'm from the coast. I'm looking at the mental map of my mind, everyone, if you're wondering. Yeah. So pull out your maps, see what I'm thinking. Does that make sense? Yes. I knew Travis had a map out because if y'all haven't listened to past episodes, <laughs> he absolutely wouldn't have said this from memory. If and I he, said that with any authority He would have had you all. in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. You, you just know if you listen to the show, I'm not the one giving directions. I was looking at a map. That's Confuses correct. me. Yeah. Number three, Little Harbor Elementary School in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. 400 students in K through five. Portsmouth, isn't it? M O U T H. I said Portsmouth. Portsmouth. I yeah. You have to ask the New Hampshire people I, I, how I'm to just, pronounce. I'm just. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just saying phonetically, so I can look it up on the map again. I want to see oh, where it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is Ports, and you spell M O U T H. Man. So that's up. Incidentally, so that while we're doing halves, it is halfway between Portland and uh, Portland, Maine, and Boston. So you're going up the coast. That is a coastal town. I imagine probably probably has some money there, uh, right there on the coast. It's probably a pretty wealthy little neighborhood. So this is what we're going to take a wild swinging guess at, everyone. Yeah. All of these schools <laughs> on this list are in neighborhoods that, that you, you may not live in. Yeah. Ever. Right. But we we don't know who's listening to the show. Even if even if you hit the lottery, no. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that I'm just gonna take that wild guess. Yeah. But I and I, I could be wrong. These are public schools, also, by the way. I was expecting though, like Newton, to be much closer to Boston or on the on the coast. So I'd be curious. I'm gonna Zillow that in just a minute to see if you're right. Now I'm gonna start Zillowing these towns <laughs> behind what we're talking about. Okay. Um, Number. Number, th- number oh, three. Number four. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are we the top? We have three in the top five? Nope, I was just going to say, Bayhead, New Jersey. Let's skip over them. Boo. No, just kidding, New Jersey. No. We love you all. Oh, yeah. no. One. But we jump all the way to number six, and we have Marion Cross School, Norwich, Vermont. Vermont. That can't be that expensive, can it? Vermont is, is gorgeous. Vermont is idyllic. But Vermont is far away. Like if you're going to Vermont, you're going there with purpose. 
I would be surprised to hear that Vermont. Hey, we can't discourage our listeners from not going to Vermont. No, I, I, I would love to go to Vermont. Maybe not for the winter, but Vermont is as beautiful as any country setting. It was cool. I went to Vermont to, if you go to Vermont, have a creamy, by the way. Just putting that out there. That's very random, but get a creamy in Vermont. But I went to Vermont, a ski resort in Vermont during the summer, and it was great. Like, we had a great time, the indoor pool, we got massages. It was like an awesome time up there. But we didn't ski, of course, because it was the summer. Was that, a, was that a family trip? Yep. Okay. Um, remind me what a creamy is. I, I think we had that in the episode where we talked about, um, like, common it's, terms here, but I don't remember what a creamy is. A creamy is soft-serve ice cream. However, from my understanding, people in Vermont do not like for you to refer to their creamies as soft-serve ice cream. Is it really just that? Is it superior? That's what it looks like. I, is we there, is we there have some, to try it. All right. We have to try it. We'll have to, we'll have to try it. Fair enough. Okay, so we have, in. was that all in the top five or was that in the top six? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's, that's helping no one on the radio. Well... The average house cost in Norris, Vermont is looking pretty. Pretty steep? To me. What are we looking at? But I'm a, I'm a. We live in the man. same neighborhood, Terrence. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, we're probably hitting pretty close, so. Well, the first one I've seen was 2.2 2 million. Next one is 650,000. The next one is 875,000. You know, I, I don't even know what's happened to the house market. I don't know if that's high or low these days. $359,000 house that is a one-bed, one-bath house. But hey, then there's a $1.3 million house, which looks, to be fair, it looks like it should cost about $1.3 million with a property around it. But. Okay, yeah. Now, fair enough. There, there are places you go where $1.3 million will buy you a house that looks like anybody else's house, and there's places where $1.3 million is going to buy you 100 acres and a view... Um, so right. yeah, that, that, that to me looks like a, a one point three. Yeah. yeah. So Vermont, Vermont at least seems to be keeping up with what my expectations are of the real estate. Absolutely. Market. All right. And guess what school is within an 11 minute drive of this house. Really? So that's definitely that, that neighborhood. <laughs> Marion W. Crawl school. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My kids probably are not. I wonder if you could sneak in though, like just find exactly where the, the border of that school is and maybe get one of the cheaper houses right on the corner of that line. So, well, that's, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we, we don't talk about elementary schools very often. We should talk about it more. We, we delved into it a little bit when we're talking about Connecticut having one of the highest segregation rates for um, public schools, private schools also, but public schools. But we never really delved into it. We got to get some professors or somebody here who really knows what they're talking about here one day. I think I think we should do a show on like best schools that you could actually afford, right? Like that secondary uh, Mansfield now, Elementary. Mansfield Elementary is a fine school. Shout out to Mansfield Elementary, by the way. E.O. Smith, which is in our neighborhood, is constantly referred to as one of the best high schools in the country. Um, that's this is this is a pretty affordable place to live yeah. in the country. I did not know that in the country. Um, it's no Midland Valley High School, but it will do. Is that where you went? I I don't 
want to confirm or deny. I'm just saying you, I heard you just Valley heard High School rumors that rumors Midland Valley is pretty good, good. Good school. Yeah. Fair enough. But then you you get out of Marion Cross or one of these top three, and then you deciding, hey, I want to stay in New England to go to college. What's the top twenty five colleges I could go to in New England? Specifically in New England. So I'll tell you this while while we're pulling up that list. My dad, we grew up in Southern California. You make fun of his name. It never rains in Southern. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it does. I live there. It totally rains. And um, but I remember like he was such a UCLA fan. He loved UCLA. And every time like the rankings would come out for football, uh, there would always be some New England team, and he would go on and on about how stacked it is about how the people in the East have some corrupt system where they always place their schools higher. I, I, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I have no idea if this is true or totally baseless. I just remember every year when college football, would, no, specifically it was basketball. Uh-huh. He loved his UCLA basketball. Right. And every year we wouldn't be ranked high enough in like the March Madness. And he'd be like, ah, oh, it's because of people on the East Coast, the Northeast, you know. They're the ones. They're the ones behind the ranking system, and they always put their schools on top. So I gotta say, I don't know if I believe anything that you're about to tell me, because who's to say these schools are good? Well, but not compared them to California schools first. Yeah, that's the top schools in New England. Fair enough. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like that's that's my that's my memory of East Coast schools. So hook me up. What are the what are that the is top? a very Maryland like memory that is a merlin thing to say that is no no question on i don't that. think we should make your dad's name adjective we just actually I, I think he'd appreciate it we, <laughs> should, we should go all in on it yeah all, all right. right well let's merlin this list up <laughs> so top twenty. what for you what would you think the first school would be so we have some prestigious schools um yeah, we don't have any anything like byu or anything BYU is a that's it's a pretty okay school. If I were to guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down to like Yale, MIT, or Hartford, or not Hartford, uh, Harvard. Harvard probably is a great great Hartford Community College should be up there too. You I don't even know if we have a Hartford Community College, but um. So, am I am I right in saying it's one of those three? Nope. All right. Help me out. But you're not going to be surprised. MIT, Massachusetts Institute I said of MIT. Technology. I said Yale, Harvard, or MIT. Did you? I said, is it one of those three? Oh. Yeah. I didn't hear MIT. Yeah. My wife tells me I don't listen. <laughs> uh, so it was the top three. Now, I don't know that I would have said... Actually, I would have. Here's why I would have said MIT. Because the 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 warring hatred between Harvard and Yale... I just would have given it to MIT to just not get involved. <laughs> I just probably MIT. You know, not not picking sides here. Why would why you want to pick sides? Uh, just wouldn't want to pick sides. Why? No, no reason at all. Oh. MIT is a fine school, though. Yeah, it's okay if you're going into technology. Psh, but besides that, that is the number one school in the number one university in New England. New England. Now, did I call the top three, by the way? Does it go MIT, Harvard, or MIT, Yale, Harvard? You're pretty close. What what disrupts that? You got Harvard, number two. Okay. You got Dartmouth, number three. Interesting. Dartmouth is in 
Oh, you, you, Hanover, New Hampshire. Yeah, no, I was just about to say that. And then number four, yeah, Brown University. Shut up, Providence. Oh, this, what is Yale even? Plantation of Rhode Island. This isn't even a rivalry. They're not even in the number five is Yale University. But then you get down, and this is interesting. Cause I'd be kind of ashamed this. to go to Yale after reading this list now. <laughs> How dare you rank so far behind? Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Light and truth is their motto. Looks at veritas. All right. Solid. But y'all need to get some light and truth and get your rankings up, according to Travis. He's putting y'all in the top three, and you're falling down to number five. How dare you? I will say, I will say just personally, just as a preference, uh, Yale's campus is so much cooler than Harvard's campus. I love Harvard's campus. If you're going to hit a campus and you go to Harvard, you have not wasted your day. You're going to be really happy. Right. Yale is just, that's that's Hogwarts, man. Like, that's, it's pretty (laughs) cool. Touche. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, And again, that's another cool thing about a lot of these schools, you know, that Used to, a lot of schools in the Midwest have some of this charm, but just that old rustic, just campus vibe that some of these schools in New England provide are just again, it's the it's the college you've seen on TV, not and not always not always great because sometimes those colleges are like promoting some wild things, but when you look at the the beauty of it and just think about yourself walking across campus. Yeah, beside a building that looks like a castle. Yeah, that is more Yale than Harvard. It is, but Harvard brings the again, but Harvard brings a different style to it because just the the backdrop. I always feel like it's the 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 city college more collegey town like than Yale. I would say. Yeah, I have a friend actually who we may want to bring on who's who's got a lot more uh, knowledge in the architecture and like the history of when these colleges came up and who the art yeah. designers were. We are running out of time. I, I want to note one thing. I looked up the top universities in the U.S. You know what beat Harvard? Princeton. No, Princeton. Morehouse. That would have been, that it finds fine nomination there. That is the truth, but go ahead. Who, who, what does this paper say? Stanford, who? California. My dad was wrong. Like, I mean. It's not UCLA? It's, it's not UCLA. Uh, Princeton's number four. That They actually have Harvard above MIT and then Princeton. But keep uh, going. Keep going on our list. And so we do need to wrap up. I get down. We're coming so up on the hour. Some of these other schools that we talk about being small Ivies that are, you know, pretty cool. The Amherst College. Wesleyan. Or Wesley, excuse me. You got Tufts in Boston. Williams College. Named after my friend William. Boston College, number 10, Babson College, and just for fun, Franklin W. Olin College of Engineering at number 12, Colby College. You're probably wondering, is UConn in this list? Um, Why, yes, we are. Where are we on this list? We are number 19, University of Connecticut, the 19th best university in New England. Okay. And the number one, according to this, the number one public school in New England because of all these schools before were private. So as you're driving up and you're like, you see the University of Maine and you see the public universities, uh, UConn, is, UConn has just got a better reputation, yeah. doesn't it? You, you don't even think twice about those other schools. 
I don't know. I don't know how to send this list now. Yeah. Because you just messed me up and said this list might be a lie. Maybe Maine is the better school. Uh, College of Holy Cross at number 20. And I'm just going to jump to number 25 for the heck of it. Oh, can't leave out our friends. UMass Amherst at number 23. Amherst is lovely. And 25, Bates College. Hey, just for just for hits and giggles, Trinity College number 24 because Trinity is our neighbor in Hartford. And that's As it. someone who got our, our first... Uh, I wouldn't say fine. Our first alert. I'm I'm surprised you went with that phrase. That's all. All right. Oh, <laughs> hits and giggles. I can't say hits you, and giggles. You can. You absolutely can. I'm just. I'm hoping it's not so close on a on a Saturday afternoon when they're looking through the show that they're like, wait a minute, that's oh. number two. I don't know how many points we have against us right now, but we at least have one. Let's beep that out. Beep. Let's beep that out. We are. We're coming up on the hour. We've talked about trolls and schools and and everything else in between. Any anything besides our our obligatory but also um, well earned shout out to Bon Bon Vivant for Indeed. taking us out of the show right now. Please, please give Bon Bon Vivant their due. But I want to say, hey, for all of you who just started school, or maybe some of you a month ago, or some of you about to start back. I want to wish everybody a great school year, a safe school year for your kids and for the parents. I hope I hope the kids learn a lot and I hope they stay engaged. I hope you stay engaged with them and their teachers. Also, for those of you who are leaving for college or graduated or doing whatever, going in the workforce or just hanging out at home trying to figure it out, keep doing your thing, keep figuring it out. Uh, this life is hard. We need you to come up to help us be a better world, but keep trying to figure it out. Um, we're not mad at you for that. And, you know, I hope you find the support and the things you need to be successful. Um, we're opening up next week here. So we will be back full, full blast by the 28th. Cause that's when school actually starts first day of class here at UConn and we'll be in traffic, but we'll still get here to record for you. But Hey, we appreciate you all who are listening. We love you. T-shirt coming soon. And yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna make it happen. Season three. Season three for Travis Poppleton. And Terrence, I'm not going on the train, Abby. This is the Connecticut show. Thank you. Thank you.